Hey everyone, welcome to Journey to Integrity. I hope that you are having, um, in the Western world, a safe, happy, and safe and happy um, New Year's, um, or New Year's Eve, wherever you are. Um, my, new year, my New Year began on November 1st at dusk, as I am Druid. So I've been in the future for two months. Ha ha, 2023 for me is happened a long time ago. Um, not a long time ago, just two months ago. I'm glad everybody else is catching up so they can start to feel semi-assimilated, um, um, which is a word I actually hate, but it's I can see the appeal of feeling assimilated and feeling like you belong because we are social creatures after all. Um, so I took my kids out today because I got paid today, so I took my kids out or yet yesterday, I got paid yesterday, so I took my kids out, and we went, it was fun, we went, what was the first thing we did, well, we went out to eat, we had some nice Hispanic food, um, really good Hispanic food, I wish they sold soup, there are those, I really love Hispanic soup, I really love Hispanic soup, so, but they didn't, but I had, I mean, it was still great, their chips were homemade, their salsa was homemade, it was called, it was cute, the, the name of the restaurant's called Mart Ann's, like Martin, but but it's actually like they capitalize it's Mart and they capitalize Ann, so it's Mart Ann's. It's cute. Um, so now, probably anybody who's listening to this knows where I live currently. It's a really good restaurant, actually. Um, they do charge for boxes, so um, like 50 cents a box to bring it home. And I didn't have really, I didn't have a problem with that or anything because, you know, it's hard having a business and it's especially hard having a business post any type of social backlash, socioeconomic backlash. So I was happy to pay for the boxes. I ordered the food. I'll pay 50 cents for, you know, a box. We, we actually got five boxes because their chips were so good. And, you know, I paid for an extra basket of chips. You know, usually back in the old days, I don't know, most places chips and salsa were free, but not anymore, guys. So, I wonder when you won't get bread anymore for free at Outback. We shall see. Anyway, um, so we did that, and what else did we do? Oh, we went to the bowling alley. Apparently they, um, I didn't know this, but apparently they had like a New Year's Eve party thing, so... By the time we got there, we only had like 35 minutes to bowl, which was enough for a game and a half. And the nice owner of Starlight Lanes, um, I went to pay, and I said, how much do I owe you? And he said, it's on me. Or no, he said, you don't owe me a penny. I was like, and usually, I don't, I don't, I, I, I feel really uncomfortable taking charity or gifts or anything like that, but I, then I think to myself, what would I do if I was in that, like, well, how would I feel if I was in that position, and I have been in that position, to get to someone, and they kind of, you know, the pride and the, would got in the way, and, you know, just back and forth, no, 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 I'll pay, and, you know, et cetera. I've been in that position. I've been in both positions. So I thought back to that, and I'm like, just say thank you. Just say thank you. This person wants to be nice, and so I did. I just said thank you so much. He said, we'll have a safe, you know, New Year's Eve. And I said, you too. And we walked out. So that was really nice. So, you know, we had a good time bowling. My my daughter was chanting, go Bubba, go, go Bubba, go. And Bubba lost. Poor Bubba. I think, I think the chanting was 
too much positive reinforcement for him. He's actually a pretty good bowler. My son's a pretty good bowler. Um, of course, my daughter won. You know, she had the bumpers up and the little little tool, the giant tool that you use to roll the ball down. And, well, roll the ball down and so, like, it, like the little metal thing. I don't know. The tool that you got, you can use for kids. Um, I didn't start off with that tool with her because, but it became apparent that she um, wasn't strong enough to throw us, you know, a number six ball. So, yeah, she did much better after that. She, she won. My daughter won, and then I came second, and then my son came third, which is me and my son are very competitive. So we would whisper to each other every once in a while, are you sure you don't need to put the bumpers up? Are you sure you don't need that little tool? And I'm like, ha-ha, turd monkeys. And then we went to the movie theater, and we saw that there was in the movie... Um, Puss in Boots playing, and so we did that, and then we played, I, I got some coins for them to play in the arcade. Um, they spent oh, they spent $25 worth of coins on the claw machines. Like, nobody wins those. Like, I mean, yeah, you can win them sometimes, but you have to, like, really look at it and see where it is and the shape of the claw and how it grasps and how it picks up. It's not like a thing, like... You know, it's, you know, like, they wanted these plushies. It's like, that claw isn't even big enough to wrap around the plushie. Like, you can't, <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe you'll get an ear on a leg, but that's, you know, even if you get a leg, it's going to slip out. Like, if you maybe tiny pinch a tiny bit of the ear. So that was kind of, you know, I just let them do it because every time we go to the arcade or something or any arcade or anywhere with games, they're like, let's do the claw machine. I'm like, no, that's a waste of money. But we were having a good time, so they wasted my money, and that's good. Um, we got a, my daughter insisted on going to the photo booth, so we got some pictures of us together. And then we went to see um, Puss in Boots, which was such a cute movie. Gosh, it was. And um, she sat through it, mostly. Ate her popcorn, drank her icy. She sat through it. Um, and she was so in awe of some of the, the scenes that her mouth would hang open and she'd clap. And she'd be like, she was the only little kid in the theater because it was like 6.30 when we started. So I think she was like one, well, she was the littlest kid in the theater. I think there was like seven, eight, you know, other ages in the theater. But she was just in awe. Like it was just like, because like, this is on her second time being to the theater because the first time I brought her to the theater, she ran up and down the aisles. And even though it was a kid's movie, yes, that's expected with kids' movies. If you don't, as an adult, if you come, if you go to a kid's movie and you don't have kids, please know that those movies are marketed for children. And there will be children running up and down the aisles, bothering you, screeching, screaming, whatever. Like, you can't get over that. If you want to watch a kid's movie in peace, get it at home. <laughs> but she didn't do any of that. And so I got to relax and enjoy the movie, too, and not have to, like, constantly re redirect her back to her seat and... Um, and I let her pick out the seats, and of course she picked out all front row seats. So we got smack dab in the middle of the front row seats. But we have like the the theater we go to has like the recliner seats in the front row, so that was good. And so she got to recline, snack on her popcorn, and every time a, a scene that came up that awed her, especially the ending scene, I won't ruin it for anybody, but it was a really awe-inspiring colorful end scene and she was her mouth was just hanging open like it was the best thing she'd ever seen and she was clapping and she was dancing so that was fun to see so 
five years old, taking to the movie theater wasn't such a bad idea. I kind of, I kind of like the whole time walking to the, get my tickets was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Because, you know, I took her for the first time in the movie theater when she was like three and a half. And I'm like, nope, no, no, not, not doing that again. And then, you know, COVID and et cetera hit. And so didn't really have the option. And I'm like, let's try it again. So we did. It was great. And um, thinking about starting a fire here pretty soon to make some s'mores. I know it's 1030, but, it, well, it's almost... I just said the time, but you know when I'll post this. So it's like 10.38 here, and I'm going to delay this post a little bit, but I'm going to start a fire. We have a fireplace, which I love, and make some s'mores for the kids soon. I'm trying to get everybody to stay up till midnight because although I'm from a different, you know, I'm from a culture, I'm from the Druid culture, the kids, you know, they're they're American as it can be. And from the Western culture, so, you know, I give them a chance to decide, and I teach them different cultures and religions and political aspects and, you know, different perspectives, and so they can decide when they get older. And, and in fact, my son is now 16, and, and some of the things that he says, we have to have discussions about, because right now he's in this whole mind frame of hating all Christians. Um, and so we have to have a discussion about how not all Christian people are the same. You know, not all, you know, like, everybody's an individual. Everybody has individual aspects to their beliefs. And so, not to judge blindly. Um, so I'm kind of helping him through that because you can be atheist, but you can still be respectful. You know, just like you can be white and you can still be respectful of other cultures and, and races. You can still be rich. You can still be respectful. So, like, you can't just single out an entire... I don't know what you would call it. An entire person's personality, people's personalities, or, or ways that they get their moral codes and ways they feel comfortable and ways they feel any kind of happiness in life based off those who take that happy the, those those aspects of that and, and turn them into something bad you know because we all know that there's there's people that can take anything and twist it and I won't say Donald Dump again but I just did there are people that can take anything positive and twist it into something evil that's just how it is you know I could in a drop of a hat become evil I mean if my children were murdered I'd burn this whole goddamn world down I'd kill anybody that stood in my way and I would be the most evil being, and I would be formidable. And, yeah, nothing would stand in my way, but that's not what's happening right now. So I would try not to be evil, but I would probably be evil. You probably should just shoot me in the head if it happens, just because otherwise everybody's lost. Um, and I know that much about myself. Like, I know my limits and my boundaries, and I think that's where evil people know people's limits and boundaries is, you know, targeting those things that people love and either twisting it into something dark and malicious and when I say dark I don't mean like dark to me isn't a color um, dark is something is the absence of light and I've seen that um, I know it's hard to picture and I've tried when I was a child picture nothing in your head or picture just darkness um, as humans um, 
and it's really hard to picture because it's it's really hard. I mean, I can't even be in a darkness and a nothingness for long when I'm when I'm having um, my out of body experiences, which may or may not be real, um, or I would say they're real to me, and I would say that there's all different terms for it, but it's hard to explain and it's hard to be in. I mean, it's really hard to be in because I have a physical mortal body. Like I can't just be in that because I have to try to understand it. And it's hard to understand something that you cannot be in constantly. You know what I mean? It's like it's, I mean, it would be hard to understand the ocean because you cannot be in there 24 seven, especially the depths, which is so odd to me to be, to think about the fact that we haven't explored all of our entire earth in just so odd and I have a I'm terrified of the ocean I don't even know what that's called but I think there's a word for it where you're just terrified of being in a large body of water not knowing what's underneath you like it could be sharks it could be whatever Yes, there's bad and good with it, um, and I did learn to control it, and, and I think that was with the help of the nar narcolepsy slash cataplexy. Hey, puppy. Hey, puppy's here. I have a new puppy. Hi, Luna. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're such a biter. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop that. Okay, I'm going to pause this because puppy needs something. What do you mean? Hey guys, welcome to my last day of Yule. Um, technically it ends on the 1st. January 1st at dusk, which is January 2nd, because the Celtics celebrated time from dusk till dawn. When you guys wake up at dawn, the Celtics woke up at dusk. Well, the higher class anyway. Um, there was a class system. And those with certain spiritual aspects to nature and to their gods and goddesses woke up at dusk because that was when there was less noise in the world and you could feel them. And it's still when you can, it's not as much. So I just wanted to let you guys hear some relaxing music and celebrate the fact that for everybody the days are now getting longer we had our shortest day of the year and well for the non-australian new zealand folks they're gonna start getting darker but for the rest of us it's now gonna start getting lighter and that's 
amazing. It's like by two minutes a day, like sunsets by like upwards two minutes a day. And then it kind of exponentially goes up to like five and then 10 and then holy crap, it gets dark later 30 hours, 30 minutes because you don't pay attention, but it does go up exponentially. It's just, it's hard to keep track of it. Excuse me. Um, but I had a lot of interest in when I, when I had that incident, when I had my, um, that when I became a deer, when I dreamed about the fact that I was a deer and I became a deer because I was so exhausted from narcolepsy and cataplexy, not having enough sleep. I was working, um, at this time I was working upwards of, I was working a lot. (laughs) This is where the 80 hours a week comes in because... I was working a lot then. It was, and it's, it's still hard because we can't. Social work doesn't retain people because it doesn't pay them enough, and it's a hard job for anybody, even not an empath. It's a hard job for anybody because being a person having a job, when you watch other people, when you see people suffer, and there's sometimes no answers to it because there's nothing in society we can do to help them. There's no, you know. And I'm not being political here, but you do see as a fact that in, in more Republican areas and more Republican states, there's no resources or understanding for people that are impoverished or for why they're impoverished, especially single mothers or people of color or, you know, the classes and races and sexes. It's just no understanding and there's not, not no help. And so you do see a lot um, and more in those areas, nothing. Um, I mean, I was pregnant and homeless with a master's degree because no one would hire me because I was pregnant. And I have been homeless too many times to count. Too many times to count because I've been on my own since I was 17, pretty much. And when I have tried to ask for help, and I, and I, I will say this, I will say this. I was helped once in my adulthood by my biological mother when I was in a car accident and my femur was broken and I couldn't walk and I had a new baby. And I still crawled to change it. I belly crawled. I freaking straight up belly crawled to change the baby's diaper. But there's still a lot of judgment. Like, why are you doing sit up against the couch? Do you know how hard it is to belly crawl to a baby? Do you know how hard it is to, like, use your arms? Like, I, how do you get fit? on my upper body back then. Um, but it was a lot of judgment. Like, they just thought that, oh, I was just using this, like, you know, debility to get fit. And why wouldn't I, is the first question. Like, why wouldn't I use this downtime to learn how to play the piano or learn French, which are things that I try to do. Or I actually learned how to use chopsticks then. I just got some chopsticks and put some Skittles on the table and tried to, just did it over and over again until I could pick up Skittles with chopsticks. So, I mean, I you're incredibly dependent on people when you lose a part of your body. And to be sane and not depressed, it being me, you just, I had to keep my brain active. And yes, I had a belly crawl with my elbows to my, my, Toddler slash infant. Well, technically he's a toddler then, but he had some special needs. So he was an infant in development. And it was just like, 
what do you expect me to do? Like, his diaper needs to be changed. He needs to be toilet trained. He needs all this stuff, and I can't do that. I can't stand up. So I'm going to do it any way that I can. So I got incredibly fit, especially in my non-dominant leg, which was not, you know, especially in my, excuse me, especially in my dominant leg, which was not shattered in the car accident, which we'll talk about later, maybe. Um, People have said throughout my life that I have incredibly bad luck. I used to believe that. Used to cause cause me so much depression. I wouldn't even didn't even want to leave my bedroom or get out of my bed or even go to the bathroom because what's going to happen if you get out of the room? Well, something unlucky happened to me. And now I just realized that maybe I have more unfortunate things happen to me in a normal time frame than most people. And maybe it's going to continue and I won't have any relief from it. But I always, always dig myself out and yes it does get exhausting from digging and digging and laying atop a hurricane ocean and trying not to drown and just pulling yourself up for air and over again it gets exhausting but I'm equipped for it I maybe should thank my parents for the fact that I'm equipped for it because without so much abuse without feeling so lonely and desperate and internalized as a child, maybe I wouldn't be where I I am today. But goddamn, it's a hard lesson to learn. And it's a lot of loneliness. And I'm still lonely as an adult. Because sometimes, I think there's a difference between being alone and lonely. I do choose a lot to be alone. There's points where I do know that I'm no longer choosing. It's like small points like three hours or something a month and I'm like oh gosh I know I chose to be alone but I'm lonely right now and I would really just like an adult conversation with somebody or somebody to hold me when I sleep or gosh darn I should say it because you know what who gives a crap women enjoy sex too I just someone to get me off that's not me but in the end it's more worth it to be alone I'm happier alone I'm happier with being understood and being accepted in the lack of um, unrealistic compromise because that's all I've found in my life is just unrealistic compromise. Every man that I've ever been with has wanted to be top dog, and I'm obviously a top dog. I just am. I can't help it. And so, and I'm a people pleaser, so I try to conform to that before I realize how miserable it's making me. And then, of course, you try to make the other person miserable as well. But I have had a lot of, um, a lot, I say a lot, but I have had more interest since I um, changed my email to know more about the, the deer hallucination when I had when I was full on cataplexy, so... Like I said, when you have cataplexy and narcolepsy and you haven't had REM cycle for a long time, you, um, my dreams do take over. It hasn't happened in a long time. It hasn't happened in, um, three years, four years now, three, my daughter, I can't remember, but I think it's 
been a bit. And I, I, you know, it even might have been two years, but it's been a bit, which is good. It's like any time you can get matters, like having a chip. Um, so I will read what I wrote then. And as I was reading it today, um, I realized that there were some things I didn't remember, but I do remember now. Because like I said, you're always remaking and reworking your memories and your dreams. And I dream a lot. And you guys dream through REM cycle. I dream constantly. So I will read this now. I took a step. I remember taking a step. I was outside in the backyard smoking a cigarette. Am I standing or sitting? What time is it? I'm a deer. No. I'm a baby deer. I'm comfortable and sleepy. I look around. There's another deer. I recognize her as my mama. Mama nuzzles my neck and licks my ears. I feel sleepy. Sorry, I had to pause that because my kitty cat was being um, a kitty cat. He, My cat, my um, younger cat... He's still a kitten at heart. You know, he's over two years old, but he's still a kitten at heart. He goes, like, out and in. He goes out, and he climbs up the tree, and he climbs up the porch, and then he comes. I'm on the second floor, and my room is also on the second floor, um, inside the second floor. So he goes out, climbs, 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 comes to the window, and then he does it over and over again. So he's being a cat. Um, and I didn't pay attention to where it was, so let's kiss the cat and he was needing something his name is Mowgli he's awesome he's the he's the gosh darn king of the desert I'm a deer no I'm a baby deer I'm comfortable and sleepy I look around there's another deer I recognize her as my mama mama nuzzles my neck and licks my ears I feel sleepy I'm awake I'm a baby deer. I'm walking through the forest with Mama. My legs shake. Everything is bright. So new. Mama rarely lets me wander. Where is Mama? She's near. The ground is cold, but food is coming more. I eat. I'm happy. Mama comes. Mama. I awaken halfway into integrity. I take stock of where I am. Who am I? The name comes to my mind. Integrity. You are integrity. The day and a concept of time becomes back slowly. The comfort fades and the look of the forest through another being's eyes fades. The smell of a forest coming out of winter fades. I'm integrity. I decide to take the time. I reach for my phone. I'm naked. I don't have a phone. Where am I? I'm in the park, naked, five blocks from my house. It's winter, cold, dark, very dark. There's snow on the gar ground. Why am I moving? I'm sitting on a swing, swinging really high. I like the feeling, so I pump my legs more and stare at the moon. Suddenly, the gravity of the situation hits me. I'm in a park at night, a park known for drug activity. It's winter, it's cold, I'm fucking naked. Dear goddess... I'm going to get caught by a police officer. I'm going to have to register as a sex offender. I'm having a panic attack. Control. Breathe. Distract. Shit. I'm cold. 
I don't think I've ever been this cold. Action. Move integrity. Move it and walk. So I walk. I can't feel my feet. Walk, you stupid bitch. Walk. I make it home. The front door is locked. How the fuck? I must have come from the backyard. The backyard. The thought of a ba- the backyard triggers a memory. Yes, where I was. Yes, I remember. I couldn't sleep. Insomnia. Came out to smoke and enjoy the brisk air. Why the fuck am I naked? How the hell did I get out of the backyard? What the actual fuck? Concentrate integrity. Move or you are going to freeze to death. I laughed to myself and pictured this silly news story. Single mother of two found outside the front of her house, naked and frozen. I stopped laughing. That isn't funny. I have kids. Move, integrity, damn it. I look at the right gate. It's still chained. No, go. The left gate leads to trash bins. I go. It's open. I wade through the snow, needles, rocks, spiders, shit, spiders, fucking alien spiders. Don't touch me. Don't you dare. Don't even look at me, spiders. I take a step. I'm in my bed. I'm freezing. Why am I freezing? I remember to take stock. I'm integrity. I walked. I'm cold. I look at myself. I'm naked. I'm cut on my arms, legs, and feet. I'm bleeding. I take a shower. I take a step. I'm in my bed. It's morning. I'm integrity. I feel floaty. I'm exhausted. I was... Was I a deer? I have a vague memory of seeing in red and green. Do deers see in red and green? I make a mental note to look it up. What a weird-ass dream. Focus. Focus. I was at a park. I was cold. I look at myself. I'm cut. My hair's wet. I groan. I get up, pull on some sweats and shoes, and go out the back door. I follow the path I took to the night before. I see my flip-flops on the path to the left gate. My robe is discarded on a patch of needles and stone about five feet from my flip-flops. I look, and both gates are now open. The snow has my footprints. Shit. I think that goddesses no one saw me. I need to see a doctor. This can't be normal. I will continue. I found out a few months ago I have narcolepsy. Great. Another thing. Crazy with narcolepsy. Polite society, watch out. Crazy narcolepsy has been loosened upon you in the form of a social worker. I was thinking exactly that when I was diagnosed by my sleep neurologist. I guess Ken the neurologist knew exactly what I was thinking. I've always had a rather transparent face. This is what he said. Don't think about it as another diagnosis. Think about it as the diagnosis. Sorry, making sure things were recording. Think about it as the diagnosis. He explains your chronic depression, anxiety, migraine, sleepwalking, and chronic pain. Helping the narcolepsy could cure those. Ken, the, narco- the neurologist, actually said this to me. Sigh. I guess it should have given me comfort. Instead, I thought, bitch, you don't know me. Poor Ken, the neurologist, was only trying to help. Like most doctors, Ken, the neurologist, has no concept of the plight of medical care for the impoverished. 
How the hell would I ever afford narcolepsy medication? Just another diagnosis and a long list of diagnoses that goes untreated. Another plaguing worry. I have so many disconcerting diagnoses. Jason, my other neurologist, tells me I have chronic migraines and allodynia and fibromyalgia. Saeed, the neurologist, tells me I have conversion disorder. Karen, the therapist, tells me I have disassociation, complex BTSD, severe anxiety, and depression. The fuck? Somebody needs to pick one. I shall conjure a wish granter. Wish granter, my wish is this. Put all my doctors together in the same goddamn room. Let's have a panel discussion about crazy integrity and come up with one treatment plan. Is that not too much to ask? Yes, apparently it is in the society. It is in the society. I guess Ken the neurologist did help a little. He helped me understand why my vivid imagination is not at all normal. I'm not normal. Well, fuck you, Ken the neurologist. I knew that already. You see, before the diagnosis, I thought my dreams and day, my dreams and daydreams were normal. I thought everybody lived different lives in their heads. I know what you're thinking, and you can shut your brain hole to the judgment. I'm not bloody schizophrenic. I know reality. I've always known my reality. I just live different lives in my what I prefer to as my sleep awake dream state or my awake sleep dream state it's fucking confusing i know yeah i'm an extra sort of crazy freak and you know what sorry for the harsh words to schizophrenia i've always feared it would become me i'm in the prime age for it being schizophrenic must feel terrible lonely and hopeless i feel genuine empathy for those that are schizophrenic in our society a society that ignores circumstances, criminalizes, and disposes of the impoverished crazy. To those that are schizophrenic, you must have to tap into so much bravery and strength every day to be alive. I can imagine just how exhausted you are. Please, by all the goddesses, don't let me end up schizophrenic. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining Journey to Integrity. That was actually... Um, Chapter one, oh, well, chapter two, with parts of chapter one, three portions of my memoir, um, tentatively. The first chapter was entitled Uncoupling Me, the second one I have not entitled yet. So, I hope everybody is well, safe, and happy. And please understand that people have perspectives and truths. And as long as no one's perspective or truth is hurting themselves or hurting others, it's fine. Just let people be. Just let people be themselves, guys. Because that's all we need to be. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt others. Be well. Be safe. Be happy always. And please be nice.